Thanks for downloading episode 101 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Towards his right side, Joe Ward gets the cross in and that's well deflected away for another corner by the left boot of Jacob Badeau. In the first 12 minutes or so, it has been pretty much all Darren Ferguson's Peterborough United. They have their third corner of the afternoon over on the right-hand side. It's going to be whipped in by Burrows, left-footed. Towards the edge of the six-yard box, couldn't quite get the head on it. Might fall for Johnson Clark-Harris, who couldn't quite sort his feet out. It's been paid very close attention there by Jacob Adeau. Back to Jack Taylor, who gets a drive from 20 yards, takes a deflection and ends up in the top corner of Connor Ripley's net. And it's Peterborough United who've taken the lead in the 13th minute. They have had most of the possession in the opening stages here at the Mazuma Stadium. That one, a stroke of fortune from the second phase of the corner. We didn't get the clearance done. It fell to Jack Taylor and his right-footed curling effort 25 yards out. Takes a deflection off a of Morecambe head and loops into the top corner of Connor Ripley's goal to make it Morecambe nil. Peterborough United won. Rose on the edge of the area. Tries to get it into the path of Johnson Clark. Harris, well, for me... That is probably a free kick the other way because Johnson Clark Harris used, used his physical strength there and from here, we've only seen it once, not got the benefit of a replay or anything like that this afternoon, but looks as if Johnson Clark Harris had just sort of, well, bulldozed his way into the Morecambe defender and then went to ground. Either way, referees blew for a free kick and this is very dangerous. It is right on the edge of the Shrimps penalty area. I must admit... Um, and this is without trying to be biased towards the shrimps in any way. I thought the referee was going to give a free kick the other way there, but Johnson Clark Harris going into ground. One in the posh. A free kick in a very dangerous position in the 22nd minute. They lead the shrimps by a goal to nil. Shrimps live on Beyond Radio. Now, is this going to be the left foot of Burroughs, or it might be a right footer? Whistle goes. It is a right footer through the wall. Owen Connor Ripley, who has been so, so solid all season, has let in an absolute howler. It was straight at him, and he's just let it slither under his body and trickle over the line. And we've been punished from giving away that free kick on the edge of the area. And Connor Ripley is going to be absolutely gutted about that. Straight at him, should have saved it, squirms under his body. And it's Morecambe nil. Peterborough United 2 in the 23rd minute. Halfway on, in fact, it's Mason Clark out towards Poku. Right-hand tip of the Morecambe box. Poku might get it onto his left foot and then drive it. Takes a deflection off Jacob Badeau inside the penalty area. It's going from bad to worse this first half for the Shrimps. Into the back of Connor Ripley's net it goes. And I suppose that's what happens when you get shots on goal, really. We've had two deflected efforts and one goalkeeping howler inside the first 29 minutes. Poku with it on the right-hand tip of the Morkin box, got it onto his left foot. It takes a cruel deflection off Jacob Badeau and flies past Connor Ripley. And in 29 minutes, it's Morkin nil. Peterborough United three. Away it goes for the first corner of the second half to the Shrimps in the 
59th minute over on the, the right-hand side. It's going to be taken by the left boot of Adam Mayer. Still remember vividly Adam Mayer scoring directly from the corner against Wickham Wanderers earlier in the season. Thinks he's going to be more whipped towards the back post. Mayer with it. It is towards the back post. And it's a free header from Liam Shaw, six yards out. He needs to score that to get the shrimps back in it. And he's nodded it wide of the far post. Corner taken left-footed by Adam Mayer. And Farron Rawson that time gets his head on it. And it's just over the crossbar. Adam Mayer in a central position. Couldn't quite twist and turn away from trouble. And Peterborough might have a break on here. Thompson plays it into the feet of Ogbené, who's bearing down on goal. Ogbené saw the whites of the keeper's eyes. Should have probably gone hard and low. And he smashed it well wide of the far post. Peterborough clear long into the Morecambe half. Headed clear by Bordeaux, only as far as Mason Clark. Ball out towards Thompson on the right-hand side. Can't quite sort his feet out. Might fall for Ogbené! And that time, it didn't take a deflection. Well, it did take a deflection, but it went the right side of the post. Thought the net was going to bolster 4 0 and Yarting on the cape there. Morecambe left stretch at the far post. We've got a commitment forward, of course, but uh, Peterborough hitting with pace down that right hand side. It fell to Nathaniel Ogbené, 10 yards out, and that one blocked the right side of the post this time and away for a corner. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Referee looks at his watch, puts the whistle to his lips, and that is going to be the end of that here at the Mazuma Stadium this afternoon and the Shrimps nine game unbeaten record here at home has come to an end and one of those games really certainly in the first half uh, where if Morecambe didn't have bad luck well they wouldn't have had any luck at all two deflected goals and a goalkeeping error giving Peterborough United a 3-0 half-time lead and in fairness they have absolutely cruised through the second half despite Morecambe being a little bit brighter after the half-time whistle want to forget really we need to put this one to bed ahead of a very crucial game against Port Vale back at the Mazuma Stadium on Tuesday all started on 13 minutes when uh, Jack Taylor with his 25 yard curling effort from the left hand side uh, took a wicked deflection up and over Connor Ripley and into the top corner of the Shrimps net for 1-0 it was 2-0 on 22 minutes a very harshly in my view awarded free kick on the edge of the Morecambe box I thought Johnson Clark Harris had jumped into his man uh, went to ground referee bought it free kick went the way of the posh and Joe Ward drilled it low underneath the wall and also underneath the grasp of Connor Ripley as well let it squirm underneath him and dribbled over the line uh, for 2-0 it was 3-0 on 30 minutes and another deflected effort as well Kwame Poku picked the ball up on the right hand side got onto his left foot on the right hand edge of the box and his effort deflected off Jacob Badeau and flew past Ripley nothing that the keeper could do about that and into the back of the net so it was pretty much game over at half time really uh, Morecambe applied themselves well in the second half you have to say we couldn't really get much going though uh, certainly in the attacking third our best efforts uh, coming from set pieces Adam Mayer uh, causing uh, some trouble down the left hand side and with uh, the right wing crosses as well Liam Shaw heading wide Farron Rawson heading over Rawson also had a good chance at the end of the first half as well when uh, his effort uh, was cleared away from the far post but uh, in trueness in, in uh, truth it was uh, very much stop start from the shrimps from an attacking point of view this afternoon and it's not been great in terms of other results at the wrong end of the league one table want to put to bed the unbeaten run is gone which is a shame and we just need to find that form find that magic find that spark from somewhere that can hopefully kickstart our season 
and get back on that home winning run uh, once again. I think in terms of the stats, if you look at it, in terms of the ones that, uh, well, all the modern day statisticians look at, uh, XG and touches of the ball and that kind of thing, uh, we certainly uh, will be well behind in terms of possession and uh, well, certainly possession in opposition half and uh, touches of the ball. But uh, I think in terms of XG, Peterborough United were pretty clinical, really. I think looking at my notes, they only had four shots on target and three of them found the back of the net, similar to the way Morecambe have been winning games of football here at the Masuma in recent weeks. I suppose some days it's just not your day. We didn't have any luck at all this afternoon. Uh, but uh, that said, Peterborough United, uh, they looked a very good outfit indeed under Darren Ferguson. And I think all things considered, probably good value for all three points. Well, Derek, a 3-0 defeat at home to Peterborough, your first home defeat for 10 games. Just talk us through your thoughts. Yeah, we're extremely disappointed um, to lose the goals in the manner we did. Um, two deflected shots go in, one goes through the goalkeeper's legs. Um, makes it a really difficult task after you know 29 minutes of the game. Uh, there wasn't a lot in the match uh, at that moment in time. And, uh, you know, we've got an uphill task after that to get back into the match. It was one of those days, really, that nothing just went your way, didn't it? No, because you know, in the second half, we have two very good opportunities with Liam Shaw and uh, Rawson with two headers that were free in the box. If they go in, we had another opportunity. If that goes in, then it could have been a different uh, scoreline. But um, they've had a bit of break of the ball three times today, and they've got three goals. And uh, we haven't had a break, you know, this afternoon. The first one was was a terrible for you to give away. Unfortunately, with the deflection. The second one. A rare, rare mistake from Conor Ripley. Yeah, I mean, that was the way it was going. You know, they have a shot from outside the box. It gets deflected into the goals. The second one, as I said, goes through the goalkeeper's legs. And uh, the third one gets another deflection. And, uh, you know, without uh, Peterborough doing too much, they're 3-0 ahead in the match. What's the rest room like? You know, the whole form has been so, so good. Is it disappointing around there, obviously? Yeah, extremely disappointed. And, uh, you know, to lose the goals in the manner we did uh, so quickly it's not as if someone uh, you know has played through us and uh, created uh, many good opportunities on the day we had a lot of good play at times and uh, we just couldn't get the better of them yeah you mentioned the missed chances Liam Shaw free header if he'd got that one who knows what could have happened after that we probably needed one in the first half to get it back to, to 3-1 uh, before half time and we had moments where we could have done that and uh, we had you know, the forward players on that were creating chances and getting into the box but uh, unfortunately for us you know, we haven't been able to, to get the goals You're back here again Tuesday quick turnaround and but a quick chance to get back to winning ways Yeah I mean we obviously really disappointed today because we felt it might be an opportunity I know that Peterborough are just down from the championship in ninth in the league but we, we did feel that you know our home farm was good and uh, going into it we were you know in confident mood but um, they've got the better of us today and uh, they've got the three points We said things will change week in week out the results as well probably didn't go in your favour today No that's right but we have to look after ourselves and uh, you know, I've always said that we have to, you know, get the points ourselves. Yes, we we look at the results from other places because that can help us. But uh, in the most, then we've got to to do it ourselves. Is it nice that you've got a game Tuesday to get the back on the back on the right track quickly? Yeah, I think so. I think that um, you know, being at home uh, again, it gives us that opportunity against Port Vale to, you know, try and get back to to winning ways. 
It's the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks so much for downloading this episode. A reminder, they are always available after every single game, home and away, uh, on Apple, Google and Spotify. Simply search the Shrimps Verdict. If you don't subscribe already, hit the bell icon uh, to be notified of when other episodes are dropping into your feeds. You can also find the full back catalogue at your leisure via the podcast section at beyondradio.co.uk. Thanks so much as well if you've listened to shrimps live full match commentary of course of every single Morecambe game this season we are so proud uh, to be Morecambe Football Club's official commentary media partner this season just like we were last season home and away league and cup you will not miss a second of the action and we're going to be back in place at the Mazuma Stadium this coming Tuesday night for a very tricky visit of Port Vale to town 7.45 kickoff we'll be live on FM and DAB plus from 7.30 looking forward to your company then if you're not heading down and ahead of the game I've been chatting to Johnny from Ale and the Vale, a Port Vale fans pod. It's a really good listen, actually. You can find it on all the usual places, on their Twitter feed, uh, as well to get a bit of an insight into Daryl Clark's men. Uh, Johnny, a die-hard Valiant fan, the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Port Vale ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Tuesday. We, we came up with no expectation in terms of to, to, to be top half at Christmas. We came up and we were all in agreement that if we finish 20th at the end of the season, whilst it isn't the best season, it's a positive something to build on. Now, yeah, 20th wouldn't be so good now. But even so, we've seen bigger clubs than us drop into League Two. And we've seen people in positions. I still remember Barnsley being bottom of the league at at Christmas at one stage and then get, getting promoted. So we've, we've seen stuff like that can happen. And there's a couple of established League One teams that are in the lower half of of the table at the minute where you look at and think Oxford, for example, what are they doing there? They, they, they shouldn't be so far down. So we, we know full well that it only takes a couple of, couple, couple of wins on the bounce that we, we could be looking over a shoulder again. But thankfully... As we talk, we're we're okay. We're, we're we're happy, and it's it's in a good place. We'll talk about the team, Johnny, in just a sec. Can I just have a, a word with your about your manager? Firstly, um, I know some Bristol Rovers fans; they love Daryl Clark. I know some Warsaw fans who absolutely hate him. Uh, so, but I suppose he's the man who got you into League One. So, uh, all is good. Yeah, Daryl Clark is is the epitome of an enigma. He has a very set way of doing things. So the media hate him um, because you'll go into a, you'll go into a, a pre-match presentation with him and you'll go, Oh, Dan Jones came off injured last Saturday. Can you tell us about him? No, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the opposition's work for him. Okay. And then he'll, he'll turn around and then he'll say like, Oh, that player's suspended. Um, and, and he'll go, right, yeah, he's suspended for a game. Does that mean he's coming back in the next one? I'm not doing the opposition's way for him. So we kind of got to the point now where pre-match interviews, we don't really speak about injuries unless he gives up information. So he's as likely to name an unchanged team as he is to make six changes. So it's it's fun. Um, but what, what he is, is he's passionate, puts everything into it. And I just think that the reason the Bristol Rovers fans loved him is the same reason as we do. He's gotten promoted. He's open. He's he feels like he's one of the lads. One why, and he talks about the club with so much passion. Now, 
the Warsaw side of it, the reason they hated him is he didn't he wasn't successful. He sold their three best players and then didn't bring anyone out in. Now it's easy to blame the manager there when the chairman's still in place and their chairman likes to talk a lot and say nothing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's one of them, isn't it? And it's we're 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 happy they don't like him because it means that he's obviously doing something right. Absolutely, it's that siege mentality sometimes, I suppose, isn't it? And uh, of course, he got promotion last season through the playoffs and against the backdrop of of great personal tragedy for the manager as well. So, so that was a nice extra touch to to actually do that for him. Yeah, yeah, it was it it was a funny old season. Um, we we were counting the points to the title at one stage, then we were seventh and counting the points over our shoulders and then we're outside the playoffs and then we were in the playoffs again and 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 Clarkie wasn't about um because of what happened with his daughter and then he he we saw him at Hartlepool and we saw some reports in the media that oh Port Vale think that they're up they were celebrating on the pitch and I think what people didn't understand was it was the first game Daryl Clark had been at a Port Vale match since his daughter um, and we weren't. We were celebrating the fact that the, the guy was back in his day job, and the fact that so like you, you're never going to get over the, that tragedy. But he was he was there. He was back, and that was that was the sort of thing that pulled us together. Um, and then he decided that he wanted to shoulder the responsibility in the last few games, and it was his way of saying, nah, I, "I can do this." So. Yeah, the playoffs happened and, and and they were very fun and we we've we've now got a rivalry with Swindon from from nothing. That, How bizarre! Yeah, they, they they really aren't happy the Swindon lot. <laughs> they they really dislike us. There's there's a, there's a Twitter account on Swindon, um, like an unofficial Swindon or something like that. I can't remember what it's called, but if you if you go on any post that Vale post when we're one nil down, you will see the Swindon post. Like they they really love it and it's so strange. Like it's it's bizarre how football rivalries can can sort of transpire sometimes, I suppose, isn't it? But uh, between the two sides uh, ourselves, Johnny, we've uh, we've had some good battles in in recent seasons, predominantly in League Two, of course. But uh, tell us everything we need to know from what you've just said, so as far as you can you can tell us everything we need to know about Daryl Clark, League One, Port Vale. Um, everything you need to know, he lines up with three at the back. And that's probably as much as I can tell you in terms <laughs> of what might happen. It's been three, five, two, three, four, three, which one, one or the other since, since we've, we've had Clarkie as manager. Um, there's, there's a couple of mainstays. So Smithy, Nathan Smith at center off, he's, he always plays and he's a typical, horrible center off. He pinches, he, pulls he grapples he, he he likes the fight and he's got a gap in between his front teeth uh that when he smiles it's a proper cheesy smile that irritates a center forward once once he's been pulling and prodding so yeah so nath nath loves it he's got a few cent strikers sent off already this season um you you if you listen to john coleman's interview um, from when we beat Accrington in the FA Cup last year, he has some less than less than favourable words to say about <laughs> Smithy because he got Colby Bishop sent off. Then he's a mainstay. 
Um, Captain Tom Conlon again, coming back from a rather bad Achilles injury last year. He's he's back in the side doing doing his bits and he's adapting to a new role uh, a, a little bit deeper. So apart from those two players, the the, the rest of the or three players, the rest of the team could be absolutely anything then, really. Yeah, pretty much. It's um, it, it's, it's a lottery. <laughs> um, we. Yeah, we, we have a tendency. There's there's a couple more that have, have probably played the majority. Alice Harrison that was at Fleetwood, he's he's played the majority. Um and Ben Garrity usually plays a lot of the games, but everyone else is just a bit of a you, we never know, even down to the goalkeeper at times, he's 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 tinkered with them. So who knows what could happen. Keeps it fresh, keeps the squad on their on, on their toes, I suppose. What one player we got from you? Uh, last season, John, you didn't see a great deal of him apart from in the playoffs. Was uh, was Jake Taylor? You'll be pleased to know he's uh, doing very well for us so far. What was he a player that you wanted to keep hold of? Jake's a funny one. He has got all the ability with the ball. He just never seemed to want to do the dirty side of it. And then Cork, he got into him and he got him fit, and he was one of the best players on the pitch on the playoff final. So we were very surprised to see him go. We, we 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 feel that it wasn't solely Jake's decision and that there that this agent had quite a bit of say over it. His agent actually is a commentator on Radio Stoke sometimes um, and an ex-player of our, ours and he didn't really take too kindly to us binning off a couple of his other players that had got into the squads. So he, he was a bit unsavory on the radio about Corky and Corky bit back. So I don't think the relationship was great there. So when his agent said, Jake wants to leave, we just went, yeah, okay, he can go. And that's what happened. So the player, yeah, the player is a very good player. The, the, everything that came with him seemed to be a bit unfortunate, really. And that's actually not down to him all the time. He's like, he just wants to play football. Well, he's playing a, a big part for us this season and, and, and hopefully long may uh, that continue. Uh, one of my final questions to you, Johnny, is you've played most of the teams in League One uh, this season. There's obviously a step up in class between League Two and League One. It seems to me uh, from watching League One football for the second season now that there's very much the haves and the haves nots, the, the, the money clubs and, and the, the not so rich clubs. How have you found the mix of, of not only that, but also the the, the the quality of the sides that you've faced so far this season? I think the, the biggest thing I've noticed is that, like, like I say, the bigger clubs, they, they have got that player that can do something out of nothing. So we, we've been toe-to-toe with Portsmouth, and then we got beat by Dane Scarlett scoring a goal on the break. An 18-year-old that's probably on 30 grand a week at, Spurs tip for massive things on loan in League One. We went toe to toe with Chef Wednesday, got beat by a Barry Bannon Wonder Strike, which Barry Bannon and Wonder Strike go hand in hand. He scores five, six a season. So welcome, welcome to our the world. Only ones. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And then, and then we've we've seen that. And then Johnson Clark Harris at Peter Brator is a new one, which again million pound striker. It's so we, we've seen we've seen them sort of situations. But then on the flip side, we've also seen the fact that. MK Dons, we lost there and their bottom, second bottom are they? Um, and then we went, we've got, we went and did the unthinkable the other week and beat Plymouth at home 
when they hadn't they hadn't lost a game at home all season and they hadn't failed to score a goal and we kept a clean sheet there. So yeah, there's stuff like stuff like that. It's it, it's it's a funny funny league. I think the the, the quality there, there isn't there isn't much difference in quality in terms of overall, but the teams that have got that game changer and some of them have got two or three when you look at especially like Chef Wednesday and Derby um, they've got two or three and you just sit there and think I don't like that well, it's a different world isn't it completely different world like you say you have like Barry Bannon and 30, 40 grand a week players and, and then you, you look at other clubs like ourselves we, we, we very much play within our means and, and, and budget accordingly it's not fair sometimes is it no, it, it's you, you sit there and think, well, what's what what can you do to compete? Is this sometimes, and you have to maybe ferry around in shop in a different section. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. Johnny, thank you so much. But just before you go, give us a sales pitch one more time. Where can we find Ale and the Veil? Yeah, so we're we're on Twitter. If you want, if if anyone wants to tag us, it's at Ale and Veil Pod. Um, then anywhere that you get your podcasts from we have housed ourselves on johnny thanks so much for your time i know you are a very busy man uh, good luck for the season uh, you're definitely going to stay up there's no you're not going to be sucked in you're already virtually safe in my eyes already so uh, enjoy the second half of the campaign and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you next time lovely cheers and, and you dave every kick every game every goal following morecambe fc in league one full match commentary of morecambe fc on beyond radio this is shrimps live from beyond radio